Okay, serious post right off the bat. Uh, this won't be relevant to a lot of my present audience as I see it. Most of you guys are overseas, but good discussion point, nevertheless, to do with Australian politics and regarding the NDIS specifically. If people realised, if people in my country, in Australia, realised just how much of a test case NDIS is to import the managed care model of health provision of services into Australia from America, if they realised how close we are to losing our Medicare, which is what Obama was fighting for, was similar to Medicare, what's in Australia, as far as I understand it, um, if people realised just how close our country is to commercialising everything, people would be more afraid. People wouldn't be voting the way they're voting. They'd be thinking a lot more. And I don't get into politics. A lot of years I don't vote. A lot of years I'm sick around elections. I miss a lot. I have missed a lot, I should say. And have got in the habit of ignoring a whole lot. Hang on. I have to run cold water in the just had some fudge so maybe a little less coherent than I'd like far out plus I've had my painkillers for today and they're starting to kick in and I've rubbed my cream on so politics is the last thing I should even be thinking about but NDIS is the last thing I should be stressing about, and it's working at the moment, this system, and it's got potential as a labour policy, as a social change instrument, it's got potential. Julie was right, but I think it was actually a recycled liberal project. <laughs> in order to institute managed care more quickly and to transition us off of public welfare system into a more Americanized system of welfare, which is, you know, I don't know what, food stamps and really, 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 really struggling if you can't get a job and if you've got disability or single parent or whatever. We get taken care of in this country fairly bloody well, like, um, and I hesitate to say this because I might get lots of people on my Facebook and on my everywhere asking me how to get in my country and things, and 
they do welcome refugees, but the Liberal Party doesn't welcome refugees. But um, we have got a lot of refugees in this country, and especially where I live. There's a lot of Sudanese people, closer to Blacktown anyway, a lot of Sudanese people. Um, where I live at the moment, there's a lot of Indian people, but they're not poor Indian people. <laughs> they're middle class to high income, mostly working families, Indian people who are probably not, you know, refugees, so to speak. They're, they're well settled into Australia as families and rooted here, most of them, from what I see, and I don't get out that often. But the Indian drivers I've met have been interested in NDIS. The care workers have been interested in um, different people, lots of different types of people. And it's been a good experience for me because I don't get out into society much. So having society come to me <laughs> has been ideal for getting me back out into the world, let me just say. But that said, <laughs> I don't need another nervous support worker to take me to the city like I had with the kid because um, that drive was chaotic. It took us a long time. I hadn't been accounted for in her work practice, which should have been because it was booked and the address was given and it's not the coordinator's fault because I double checked with her after the appointment and said, your worker said to me you didn't know where you were going, uh, where she was going because you didn't tell her. And she sat in my driveway and had to look it up on her GPS on my dime. And that was my time and we were late because of it. And it looked severely unprofessional. Not that I got paid for the gig. It was a strictly volunteer thing, you understand. But it ended up costing me a fair whack out of my plan. And as far as value went... Man, it's not good value to go out and play gigs on NDIS. <laughs> um, they don't really want that type of community participation. And they're not that serious about getting people from the arts back into work. And they might want me to go be a car park attendant. I'll see. Um, but, yeah, raising the kids and, and trying my hardest to stay balanced for that and getting out and playing every once in a while is about all. I can hope to handle in my current situation and I'm thankful for the NDIS but I'm reticent about it because if the Libs get in next election the state of the NDIS is only going to get worse. It's been rolled out shoddily and changed see and no one understands it who works in it. Everyone's got different answers just like Centrelink. When you ring them, you can ring them three different times and everyone's got a different answer for you. They'll pretend like there's a book of rules, but nobody reads it. So you always have to rely on lawyers in the end. So you have to fight for what you get sometimes. 
and the NDIS is turning into that you have to fight for what you get before you get it, before you even know what you want. And it's a cross between that and health insurance, so they're getting disabled people used to or institutionalised into private care model. And this is how they do it. They always, always take the imprisoned, the disabled and the underprivileged first into a new scheme of society because it's the simplest way. First they stop smoking in the prisons, for example, because there's fuck all you can do about it when you're locked up. And they had me riots because what the fuck, lock me up and take away my right to smoke. Um, what are you expecting, idiots? Anyway, so then they took away the right to smoke to patients in mental hospital. And you're not allowed to go for a walk when you're locked up there. And they said it was for your own good and they push nicotine replacement therapy. They won't even let your family come take you for a walk for a cigarette. Um, so, yeah, with the smoking bans, uh, it was first pushed into the institutionalised and underprivileged and disadvantaged and then into the wider world and society and forced on us. And then the taxes were introduced and levied and hiked. So it was made into a profit-tearing exercise, which it was from the beginning in my humble opinion, uninformed opinion, of course. But, yeah, I, I like what I can do under the NDIS. I like the possibilities. This idea of choice and control for disabled people is brilliant. But... That said, it's a schmozzle of a system. People who are on it don't know how to use it or what to ask for. They're given very vague guidelines. I wouldn't say the system is being abused, but people are unsure what to even ask for in their plans, and planners are also unsure what to say on the same hand. Reading only from the consumer side in the forums on Facebook, two of them, one that contains support workers and allied professionals as well as consumers and one group that only contains consumers and you're not allowed in there if you press or anything else. So the one that I believe they're a press at is um, grassroots NDIS discussion. So yeah, there's some interesting stuff that goes through there. But a lot of disabled people are getting heckled on there and hassled on there when they post on there. So we created our own little group, or someone did, who's on the NDIS, and it's like only NDIS participants only. And pretty much we post there about our stuff that we have issues with. Because we don't want to get found out, labelled as a whinger, or black band, or... You know, I've heard lots of people put forth lots of different reasons for not posting on the grassroots forum. So the press are not privy to a lot of the conversation that goes on. Anyway, it's morning now and I'm at home. So just got out of the bath. Can't sit while I discourse like this. Must pace. Don't know if it's a medication side effect or if I'm just really up in arms about this thing, particularly. 
It's probably something I should try and avoid thinking about before waking them up. Anyhow, we're thinking about it now. And we're also partaking of medicinals. So, you know, no one's ever going to elect me to anything. <laughs> but, definitely, under NDIS, um, there's possibilities for my life to improve while it's available to me. I think it's going to be a short-term prospect. I don't think it will be a viable thing. And I think it's going to be more of a hassle in the long term for, for disabled people than it is a help. Um, at the moment, my NDIS, personally, my NDIS plan is being an aid to keeping my family together and me keeping my shit together and staying out of hospital so it is cheaper for you guys because hang on it is cheaper as a person to be provided for under the NDIS than it is to go the Medicare and hospital and total chaos route but back to my original point in this post, if people could see and foresee and listen to the forecasts of managed care in America and listen to the liberal, you know, philosophy, MO, whatever, and put the two together, they'd be quite conscious of where they place their votes in the next election. I'm sure any supporters of disabled people, any carers, you know, we want to consider how we vote and make sure that party or those members will probably will come down to that and actually having to vote via big, long fucking sheet. And picking out individual members. We should do that as a group of people. Pick out a group of politicians specifically. Ask them for their views on NDIS and their policies. And their personal preferences. Personal, not party. Preferences regarding NDIS. And how they will vote for changes. Under the scheme. Anyway, I'm raving and waking up my husband. It's early still. I'm looking for a container for my fudge so it doesn't stay there. Bag it will be. Oh, I like having no one at home. <laughs> Come on, no freezer bag. I don't like cleaning wrap. Cleaning wrap shitters me off.
classes are very ouch. Plate covered. Daughter's about to be woken. Gotta check the time first. But I'm assuming I've rabbited on for around about half an hour. If you got this far, mate, I'll send you a piece of fudge. Email me your address. <laughs> um, Australian residents only. <sighs> Too bad you can't email it, yeah? <laughs> oh boy. I'm off my face. <laughs> Turns out I didn't need the Oxycontin after all. And I did them in the wrong order. Oh, hello, Josh. Good check my notifications. 17 minutes, okay. Now to review. This has been Undies Funded Records and Radio with a pirate broadcast. Brought to you by Anchor.fm. Download yours today so I um, wonder why it is negative to be able to post in a therapy or recovery group in negative language in any case because if you're asking for support sometimes you need it when you're not well and if you've already previously stated in said group to admins, etc., that you're not well, wouldn't you think that they would take the time to actually say, have you got appropriate help and make sure you're accessing it at very least? Um, I don't know, it makes me wish I could admin my own fucking recovery group. Because even within this app called Nomo, which I've found good, when it comes to setting dates into the future, it says not allowed, recovery should start off on the right foot and start fresh. And it's like, Jesus, that's a closed-minded attitude because it's got video games and it's got smoking and it's got codependency. So that's freaking not very versatile. Anyway, I wrote to the author of the app and said, I find this a little short-sighted, mate. Um, not everybody who uses your app believes in AA or can fit into the AA model. And harm minimization and reduction method of quitting is just as valid as um, the cold turkey method. I said not everyone's advisable to go cold turkey. So if you're talking about people having access to an app, not everybody who can use an app has access to the medical care to do a fucking supervised detox. So cutting down and cutting back and using strategies um, like setting dates into the future in order to plan the date you will quit, that's quite a well-known strategy when it comes to quitting smoking at the very least. I've heard it espoused plenty of times by our government in its quit smoking brochures. Um, and as far as video games go, you know, sometimes you might want to limit your usage before you just give it up. 
It depends on the strength of your addiction as to what the recommendations would be. So I feel like it was a little rude for the app to just say, no, we can't set dates into the future because you're doing it wrong, basically. So I kind of went, hmm, and sent Mr. Parker Stitch a letter and I hope I get a response. Um, i got to go check in my Gmail. Anyway, that's my rant for now. Got a migraine and it's 1.28 and I've got to wait fucking an hour and fucking 30 minutes for my goddamn migraine tablets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hang on a sec. I went to Apple Books. I asked Siri for an instruction manual on how to use her. And Stephen said to me, I have no idea what you want. Anyway... So, an instruction brought up this in Apple Books. Practical FLR, a woman's guide to gentle dominance. Nice little shot of a butt cheek. J.M. Scott with some handcuffs there. Um, Practical FLR, a woman's guide to gentle dominance by J.M. Scott. Pre-order is $13.99. You can add it to want to read or you can read a sample later. But the publisher description is this. Practical FLR, A Woman's Guide to Gentle Dominance, is a book designed to bring clarity to those starting a female-led relationship. The book explores many different domination techniques that will enhance both partners' lives for the better. It is not uncommon for a woman to discover her man's submissive side and have no clue how to respond to him. Dominance is often something that must be discovered as it is practiced, and this book will help her do just that. Who are they writing to? My God, who wrote this copy? Explore different styles of dominance and understand how to best keep a submissive in his place. Inside and outside of the bedroom, dominance is a way of life, an attitude, a personality trait, and a sexual turn-on. This book will guide a woman to dig deep within herself and unleash her potential to get what she wants. She will become not only his dominant but also his leader and as a result he will adore her and worship her with deep respect and gratitude. As she discovers her newfound sexual power he will be discovering what he has always craved. His deepest desire is to submit to a woman not just sexually but totally. This will bring your sex lives to untold heights increasing intimacy and passion and creating a lifestyle that will have you both wondering how you lived without for so long my god there couldn't be a worse description for a book ever um funny enough that i would read it i'm not paying for it if jm scott wants to send it into the podcast he she they are welcome um it's that condensation at gmail.com <laughs> gentle dominance how about the fuck you style dominance that one's fun too <laughs> oh well um yeah anyway I, I don't know I kind of feel like things are a little redundant aren't they in this genderlessness quagmire we're all oozing into it's um I mean boundaries and borderlands have already been well and truly obliterated really in a lot of places so 
on the female male he what's the difference um <laughs> I really don't see anyway, I wish they'd write their blurbs better um and I wonder what publishing house it was I didn't check, but it's probably just another self publish and it must be. Because nobody took the time to like actually direct that blurb to anybody, and there's no, I mean, what release in January it was, so there's no um, expected twenty fifth of January, so um, there's no reviews of it. Draft to digital LLC. There you go. Yep, self publish. In language English. Um, yeah, good. English is good. <laughs> um, okay, that looks like a fiction one. Playing for the Devil. Short story press. Okay, I'll, I'll go four ninety nine. I'll see if we're talking about a woman or a man when I read um, yes 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 and man not that good of a writer another fire ensues and this young man cannibal is the lone survivor when he awakens he is driven by the notion that he must go to Oberlin Kansas and meet a man on his hospital bed someone leaves a record from the sewer rats he doesn't think twice and heads to Oberlin, Kansas. Now that Cannibal is in Oberlin and meets Rat, the two find themselves being riddled with odd people who keep saying in one way or another that they have to get to Jersey City, New Jersey. The old rocker and the new rocker head off to Jersey City, not knowing what will happen when they get there. Yet they want answers and they can't shake the feeling they have to go. Okay, so... I hope it's a short story. Crime and thrillers. 32 pages. Oh, hang on. There's lessons. Here's a lessons one. She looks serious. He doesn't look happy so much as... I don't know. In a really weird position. That's a weird cover. You could have done better, love. Alright, give me the sample to that. I'm not giving you thirteen ninety nine, you can give me the sample. And I'll I'll have a look at the sample for you. Um No worries. I'm going now. <laughs> I'm gonna be all egotistical <laughs> by myself with my migraine. And tell it to condensate away. That's the one. Sean, go on migraine, <laughs> shuffle off, uh, soon, yes, and immediately, good, I ate some stevia, some raw green stevia, unfortunately not fresh, relatively the mint part. Aren't all good plants relatives of mint? Such a crazy weed. Love it. 
awesome for so many things. And I made a candle. I know, yeah, right. God, am I going to made a candle? Sounds counterintuitive, but I put a blend of oils, a quick little blend of oils that is helping to relieve the the tension, which is muscular tension, is the reason for this one because my muscles have gone stupid but it also could be kidneys so I'm getting that checked out tomorrow because my meds have done interesting things to my body which I've been saying for a week and they were listened so I'm hoping I don't end up in hospital I may well end up with a bed in freaking normal ward not a crazy ward because I am physically sick and like I was saying in a previous podcast bipolar or any kind of ruined mental illness is more than just in your head there are physical symptoms especially when you start adding medications into the mix which is pretty inevitable so I feel like crap I can listen to music I just can't look at anything I can't read and the fine detail muscles are out of focus like you can hear my voice right and I can't, I can sing, but it sounds like trash. It sounds out of key and pitchy and really tense. I've got neck tension and put more cream on, but honestly, I don't want to do this on myself. <laughs> I need Reiki or something. <laughs> Far out. I wish the bridge was at Newtown. <laughs> I'd go early. I should go early. Today I must check what fucking time. Um, what time? I have to be there and freaking how to get there. Ah, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna want to catch the train tomorrow, but freak, I better sleep tonight. I better sleep well. Tripping that away. I'm gonna be symmetric down. It is on its way. And a pair of sunnies, which I hope look decent. But I'm not too concerned about that as long as I can sleep in the fuckers. Can't see. Can only audio. I can't really fucking... I can listen. It's not a sound headache. It's a world wrong headache. <laughs> it's a Alice in Wonderland migraine. And it's pretty fucked. In actual fact. And I'm just waiting for the tablets that say, Eat me. <laughs> and then I'll be fine again. But taking them every day sucks. But they're only six boxes script for me, so they're okay. But... I'd hate to have to be taking them every day, paying full price for them, thank God for the PBS. Um, yeah, there's four tablets in a packet, and it's like one a day until the migraine goes away. But this has been, I took one yesterday, I took one the two days before that, and then had to take one the two days before that, and I've put up with it every other day. 
but it's getting to the point beyond the pale where I don't want to put up with another thing, so I'm like, no, I'm on these until this fucking just goes away. But I'm going to John's tomorrow, again, to not yell at him, because he knows I'm coming, and he knows I'm not well, he knows what I need. I had the convo with him, so he's just going to check me out, and then I can go. But you never know, I might get really good drugs tomorrow and not be able to go to the inn. Because if I've still got a migraine, he might shove pethidine into me, you never know. I don't like doing that. Mixing, freaking having to have Oxycontin and fucking pethidine. But I haven't been vomiting. And I haven't, so I don't need any antiemetics. And... Frick, I wish I could afford the wafers though. They're really good for when you're vomiting heaps. One dance is trying great for my green. Expensive house thing. Here they come, here it comes, here it comes to eat me. Eat me. I'm gonna go get my eat me's. And I'll see you later. Well, hopefully, see you later. Santa baby came today again and brought me some stocking stuffers and my headphones which I'm getting early and my hard drive which is for the whole family which we're getting early so we can back up these nightmare phones and and I got the sunnies woot <laughs> and they're polarized so I can actually read again um and Mr. Kogan, Mr. Yuri, Mr. Kogan, I have an issue with your Chinese manufacturer, dude. They're quality controlled in the cables, and I know you sell decent cabling. They're ones in your Kogan model number KA30 head PTA, right? Um, they fucking have a bent USB cable in them, right, you can't even stick it in a USB slot, and it nearly wrecked my router, I would have been so shitty if I had to kept trying without looking, um, it's the first time I've read, if you had a cardiac pacemaker or other electronic medical equipment, you should consult your physician before using this product, yeah, there's choking hazards, Consumer use, yes. Drive safely, avoid distractions and follow required laws. You shouldn't have headphones on when you're driving. Permanent hearing loss may result from long-term exposure to sound at high volumes. Always set the volume to as low a level as possible. <laughs> Adjust slowly if increasing volume is required. <laughs> avoid using earphones for extended periods of time. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't make these for musicians, did you? If you experience discomfort or ringing in your ears, Jesus, you've turned them up too loud or someone's belted you too hard, stop use immediately. With continued use at high volume, your ears may become accustomed to the sound level, which may result in permanent damage without noticeable discomfort. This appliance contains no user-serviceable parts. If it suffers any failure or damage, cease usage and contact Kogan support after consulting the troubleshooting section of this manual. Micro USB charging cable broken. 3.5 millimeter audio cable 
one centimeter long. Headphone bag, Velour plush. I hope it fits the headphones in. They're plugged in charging. I don't know. Quick start guide, one page only. That's good. I can stick it to the wall. Overview, left headphone, right headphone. 40 millimeter rubidium iron boron strong magnetic speaker. Volume key. Multifunction button. The MFB. Where's the MFB? That sounds like a good name for a song. It's number five. The MFB is the middle one. It's the middle little button that you can never find in a hurry. 3.5mm audio jack, I know what that one looks like, micro USB charging port, LED indicator. Where the fuck is the reset button and why is it never marked? Press and hold the multifunction button for 6 seconds until the LED indicator flashes red and blue indicating it is in pairing mode. Turn on Bluetooth on your device, locate the earphones and pair them in Bluetooth settings. When successful, the LED indicator will flash blue. If prompted for a password, enter 0000. Note, the earphones will reconnect automatically if they do not. Press MFB once or reconnect through Bluetooth. Hang on. Note, the earphones will reconnect automatically if they do not. Press the multifunction button once or reconnect through Bluetooth. Because we tried that with the other set that didn't come from Kogan, they came from Amazon. Still from China. Anyway, number four, tuning key, short press volume. Number four, does this had a built in radio or something? User manual is subject to change without notice. I wish it would change. It's a little bit dense, Mr. Kogan. For the latest version of your user manual, please visit www.kogan.com user manuals. Right. Check for without external interference. What the fuck constitutes external interference to Bluetooth? Come on. Other Bluetooths? Because we got the fucking wireless now. In the fucking Foxtel bullshit box. And I've got a Bluetooth connected to my computer which is on. They're all within 10 meters. Is that why I'm having trouble pairing, repairing Emma's headphones? If I take her unit and her headphone unit out the backyard, will that help? We'll see. Tune in on the next installment of Whenever Trudy Could Be Bothered. This has been Andy's Fun at Netfields and Radio for your listening pleasure. Follow me. Follow me now. Just checking this Western Digital 4TB Elements Drive for Bad Sectors because the box is dented. Unpack hard drives in satchels, guys. Because the courier just freaking leaves them at the front door dumped. And you can't dent a hard drive. They're not that. They're a bit sensitive. They're not like the portable ones. I know, because I broke the last one I bought from you guys. I don't know how. 
should still be working. We used it bugger all times and it didn't get thrown or anything. I don't even recall it getting dropped. Um, I'm checking this one from the outset. Then I'm going to partition it. Might just try and install Linux soon too. And we never go at it. We'll see. See how enthusiastic I get when I can see it. I'm getting a new monitor. One bigger so I can see shit. So I don't keep getting headaches. Um, food. This is the last couple of posts you're probably going to hear out of these headphones for a bit. Hope the mic in the other ones works. The mic in Ems is shit. I don't even know how she can have a conversation through it. Cheap headphones, cheap mics, and cheap mics. Sometimes the cheap mics are what the sound you want, but you've got to be aware what mic you're using, what type of mic, how the directionality of it is picking up. Especially if you want to know how your sound is going to come out, you must review. You must review your own work. Um, and then you pick up the terrible habits like eating on a podcast which I'm doing to remind myself that I have eaten <laughs> and that it was around about 3 o'clock when I did so that if I pass out without dinner again it'll be alright <laughs> I won't wake up and go ah starving cheese and bacon roll that's so much bacon today lucky I'm not Muslim Otherwise, I'd be in big trouble. Cheese and bacon roll, and cheese and an egg and bacon roll, <laughs> and I had salami yesterday. Probably shouldn't be. I haven't had any red wine or anything, but I have been drinking a little alcohol, not much, a little, and I mean a bloody little. Um, I'm not sure because it's brewed I'm not sure whether it's sulfites or not in it I have been eating apricots as well I ought to stop dried apricots but I tell you what the stevia helped and the eat me helped <laughs> I'm feeling better and the sunglasses are awesome it doesn't hurt me to look at things now I can walk around the house without bumping into shit. All good. Alice has left the building. <laughs> no more Alice in Wonderland migraine. Bye bye.